Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. With fans getting back in the seats in limited numbers at NBA games, some venues have figured out how to, how to entertain attendees during timeouts in a coronavirus world. Used to be when time was called, the guys with the in-house video cameras would show couples sitting in the stands and, well, they called it the kiss cam, and so you could guess what happened. And it was pretty funny, especially when a couple would be featured and the dude would mouth to the crowd, that's my sister. But you can't have that kind of saliva swapping on video today, now can you? That's why in Milwaukee, the Bucks are doing the hand sanitizer cam. They're superimposing a giant pump bottle of hand sanitizer on that big screen, and then they show couples beside it, asking them to rub their hands together while a pretend creamy white liquid is sprayed all over their pictures on the big screen TV. And that is entertainment right there, Cliff. <laughs> yes, that's some good stuff right there. Mercy. Yep. Mm. Well, I'm ready for the kiss cam. I always hated that thing. I got featured on that one time in St. Um, Louis. Who were you with? I was just there. I mean, I was with, oh. there was nobody there I was with. And it's like. Wait, wait. So they showed you on the kiss cam and you were sitting alone. Uh, well, there was people beside me, two you dudes. And that. I'm like, hey, 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 oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Do as I say, not as I do. Now to more on the news at 7 o'clock. It's been a while since we had a just-in-time-for-breakfast. I was kind of scared there, Cliff, when you said it. And that comes from... <laughs> well, I could rewrite it. No, no, no. no. You're, you're... I could throw in a poop. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I could throw in a poop. <laughs> is that where it's going? <laughs> well, today, of course, Cliff, yeah. is March the 5th, and... It's Employee Appreciation Day, and as the uh, longtime custom here at Country 98.1. Oh, it is, huh? Well, we won't be celebrating. That's our tradition here. Oh, <laughs> we will not be okay. celebrating. <laughs> Sorry about that mess up there Cliff, during okay. the news. I uh, couldn't get my head wrapped around the zipper lane that they're going to try. And <laughs> wanting everyone to be courteous and kind and let each other in and that's gonna yeah i thought yeah we the state of hawaii like no other place on earth but like most other states in the country government leaders increasingly getting serious about drunk driving gone are the days when you could get beer on tap in a drive-through in the state of mississippi today you get caught driving drunk there and you're going to lose your license for 90 days and pay at least 250 dollars in fines which is light when you consider Oregon, where the fine could be over $6,000. In Hawaii, if you're convicted of drunk driving, you're going to lose your license for a year. But if you refuse to submit to either a breath or blood test, that figures two years. And criminal fines, civil fees, and attorney costs could run you more than $10,000. Changes made those laws a lot stiffer in Hawaii over the past 15 years and were due in part to a lawmaker who survived a horrendous crash at the hands of a drunk driver back in 2007 including the law that says a judge can require you to have an ignition interlock installed in your car, which is, of course, something you'd have to blow in to prove you're not drunk before the car will start. And when Sharon Haar was pulled over February 22nd on suspicion of drunk driving, those in the know could easily think she'd know about all those penalties, considering she's actually the state representative who helped write them, issuing mandatory license suspensions, ignition locks, and huge fines after being nearly killed in a crash 14 years ago. You would have thought we'd have learned, huh, Cliff? 
do as I say, not as I do. Not as I do. That's the way it always goes. Every time I turn you on, Cliff, well, I mean your mic. Every time I turn your mic on. <laughs> yeah, thank you for clarifying yeah. that. Every time I turn your mic on, Cliff, I always have this sense of wonder and bewilderment about what sounds I will hear from the Overlook Lounge. Sometimes, <laughs> Why would you say well, that? just like when we wrapped up the last conversation, there were sirens in the background. Oh, Sometimes I yeah. hear trucks hitting their brakes as they're going through no, town. It's like no, you're absolutely what right. sound is coming out of the Overlook Lounge today? On, 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 I mean, because basically, I'm on the second floor of a building over on the south side of the square and uh, right up against the windows because the furnace is even louder than whatever comes in the windows. <laughs> Sometimes I hear the humming of your uh, furnace. I've yep. also heard you uh, vacuuming, Cliff. While we've... I have vacuumed <laughs> yes, while the have. show was Yes, involved. you have. <laughs> and I saw this morning, Cliff, the very latest yep. in home designs. It's a trend that is picking up all over the country. Oh, it's it is. called the Open Concept bathroom and basically it's a bathroom that doesn't yeah. have any doors on it one no. room flows into the other and yeah. there there's no privacy and right in the middle of the room sets a toilet with no walls with no nothing the shower the toilet everything it's called open concept and Real estate agents, Cliff, are saying that this could work for folks, yeah, you know, who don't mind it open and can just live freely. Open and freely are two words I don't want used at any time to describe <laughs> the bathroom that I'm using, Cliff. I don't want open and freely described in yeah. there at all. Could you do that? No. That would no. be pressure. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not a really a modest person at all, but there are sometimes I want to shut the door. And I think depending upon, you know, what was for dinner last night, you'll want me to shut the door too. <laughs> I can't imagine a family with like three or four kids having a area like that. It would be like a Dr. Seuss book, you know, all oh, the sights you'll see. <laughs> I'm already nervous enough about Max Armstrong being on this program early, later yeah. on this morning, Cliff, and now I'm yeah. really worried about a zipper merge. That just sounds like a... <laughs> that just sounds bad. There's, there's no good way you can say zipper merge that it doesn't sound good. <sighs> it sounds like something you'd have to go, I don't know, get stitches for. That, right. <laughs> You're in the emergency room, and they're like, what's wrong with you? I had a zipper emerge a few minutes ago. <laughs> Can you help me out? We as society emerges from a coronavirus world. There's an increasing number of health issues that we are turning our attention back to. And for every one of those, it seems like there's a group getting behind the matter, if you will. And for some reason, a craft beer brewer in Baltimore has decided to get behind improving your colorectal health by starting the give a crap challenge they're inviting those 21 and older to sign up for a drawing with 100 people selected from the hat to receive a fecal immunochemical test and as an added bonus after you complete your test and mail your poop to the lab you'll get a six-pack of their beer created especially for the event the beer is a glitter-infused, fruity, cereal-flavored ale known as Sour Me Unicorn Farts. 
Brewers want you to know that the beer has a distinct taste of graham cracker and does actually contain edible glitter. <laughs> Let me get this straight, Cliff. Yeah. You're just supposed to throw some poo in an envelope, slap a stamp on it, and send it their way? Is that, is well, that no, the it's instructions? A, it's a, no, no. The, the, if you're one of the 100 drawn, you'll get a test from the lab. Inside the box, there's a plastic bag that you do your business in, and then you send that back. Once again, today, March the 5th, is Employee Appreciation Day, <laughs> and we're not celebrating here at Country 98.1. Yeah. We refuse to. Mm -hmm. Well, Cliff, after the 8 o'clock news, we got a voice message. Oh, okay, cool. I love this voice message because it is oh so true. Morning, okay. Wheat and Cliff. Uh, we figured out what the uh, number two phrase of the day is going to be. There you go. He already knows <laughs> what the number two phrase of the day is going to be. <laughs> Cliff, please tell me if I'm wrong in my thinking on this, okay? Okay. Well, today is multiple personality day. Is <laughs> okay. Is it wrong for me to hope that some of our wonderful listeners have eleven personalities so that you know we'll get better ratings whenever they fill out the cards and stuff? Is that wrong of me, Cliff? To uh, wish that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's for the ratings, Cliff. I, it doesn't matter. You you still wouldn't want to wish that on people, now would you? I guess you're right, but <laughs> doggone it, we got to do something to get them up. Well, I mean, we could do a better show. Yeah. Okay. That is not. What I wanted to see this morning on text messaging, Cliff. What What do you see? You know, I'm a little apprehensive with uh, having this uh, Max Armstrong character on anyway. <laughs> I, I know. But I yeah. uh, <laughs> got a text message from one of our truck driving yeah. friends who says, I yeah. pulled off the side of the road, sitting back here, getting ready to listen to you guys talk with Max Armstrong, hoping for a slip up. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> So, what kind of a slip-up are we talking about? Well, he doesn't want anything major to happen, but he's hoping disaster okay. strikes at some way. He's hoping another. disaster strikes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Max, are you there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm here, pal. Oh. Hey, Max, good to hear from you this morning. Thanks for joining well, us. It's wonderful to be with you. You know, I hear you guys all the time. You do? How okay. does that happen? Well, I have my sources. Oh. <laughs> so you hear about us all the time. I have my sources. <laughs> I didn't know it. Well, and he would never tell you. But Max Armstrong is not in the Radio Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. His really? See? see? Mm, uh, well, um, was that Cliff? Was that what? Cliff talking, Max? Huh? Was that, that Cliff was... talking? No, that was Max. Hmm? Not in the Hall of Fame, huh? But... Well, oh. Max? Yeah. yeah. See, uh, I, I found out about that. I have a listening post. <laughs> you do have a listening post. Um, That's right. Somewhere down to the Wabash Bottoms. <laughs> you didn't know it was there, did you? I did not know that was there, Max. I would agree, yeah. Um, I don't know I what don't... to say, Cliff. We've got caught here all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh -huh. Max, you may not you, be in the Hall of... You were ridiculing me, as I recall, <laughs> well, in the Radio Hall of Fame, right? There might have been a mention or two about it, but uh, you did, did they also send you the part where we said we would use our influence and power and persuasion to get you in? Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Does yeah, thus, thus killing his chances to ever be in. Yeah. Well, See? Max, I do know this. Though you may not be in the Radio Hall of Fame, and I think... Most definitely, you should be. 
I hear that you have actually been to a uh, Radio Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Is oh, that yes. true? Yes, it was very memorable. It was when my uh, my cohort, Orion, was, and as you very, very appropriately pointed out the other day, very thoroughly reportedly pointed out the other day, we, uh, yes, Orion is in the Radio Hall of Fame and uh, has the uh, the plaque, the trophy, whatever, to show for it. He he had to reinforce a wall in his house to hold all the iron and all that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got pictures of him with Truman and uh, spotlights, spotlights down on the wall showing those those plaques and trophies and things like the Radio Hall of Fame. But, yeah, I, we were there the night. Linda and I were there that night that he was inducted, and we were at a table. There was a table of eight. It was Linda and myself and Orion and his wife, Gloria. Then you had Paul and Angel Harvey, and, and Paul's the one who started the Radio Hall of Fame. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> And also, Paul Jr. and his partner were there at the table, too. And, um, yeah, it was it was memorable. It was memorable, that's for sure. That's a, quite a crowd you're sitting with there one time. I, I, think, I, I think I heard Paul mumble something about, uh, there's no lost chance you'll ever be in here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like he's a fortune ta- teller, isn't it, Max? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Now, what you what you may have missed in your not so thorough show research, weed, is that I am in the Farm Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Well, did they give you a trophy for that? You, you know, not even Ray J made it into the Farm Broadcasting Hall of Fame, and he should have. Yes, yes, he should have. Well, he's you... the farm broadcaster I grew up listening to. You know, back in the day, and that's where you got your start, isn't it, Max? do you have your trophy from the farm hall of fame spotlighted at your house max (laughs) no i don't i'm trying to remember if there was a trophy i i I don't have that spotlighted you know what i do have a plaque here uh and i'm very serious about this i have uh, some of these didn't really matter too much through the years but i have right here a plaque from the gibson southern ffa they gave me a plaque how long ago? <laughs> it's been a few years. <laughs> Are you suggesting that it doesn't mean much if it isn't recent? Well, I'm just saying, have they invited you back? <laughs> no, they they haven't. I mean, they find all the time in the world for take your tractor to school day, but no, they didn't bring me back. You know, Gibson Southern should have a Max Armstrong day there, don't you think, Max? Huh? <laughs> I don't think they need that. You know what? I wasn't in FFA. You may have known that, Weed. I was not in FFA. Get out of here. It's one of the things that I probably would have changed if I could go back and relive the days of my youth. But I have no blue FFA jacket to show. You know, in the social media last week, everybody in the world was wearing their blue FFA jacket. <laughs> and, and there you are, jacketless. And so, and so it almost seems like this entire career in broad, broad, farm broadcasting has been a sham. <laughs> I, I thought you'd put an E on that and say shame. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, Max, uh, you grew up on a farm, right? That's right. That's a- right. And so I got to ask you this. Having grown up on a farm, there's all kinds of different jobs. What's the one job that you absolutely hated doing growing up on that farm? Pulling weeds. Yeah, weeding the soybeans. Because Jim Armstrong would have us out there just about the crack of dawn. And all of the spider webs were out there and the beans were... Well, let's see. Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. He would loan us out to Ernie Warren. You remember Ernie? I do remember Ernie. Er Ernie was the guy who'd go dating on his farm all H. He'd drive down to Nell's house in town there. And, and uh, you know, you'd uh, go by there and you'd see that farm all H sitting out there. And then right at about the time the news came on at 10 o'clock, you'd see the H going back up the street to Ernie's house. But anyway, dad would loan us out to Ernie for uh, helping with his pigs on both ends. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think I know what that means. <laughs> the problem was Ernie would let him get about 150 pounds before he'd call over and say, Jim, can I borrow your boys? <laughs> it, was, it was rough. Taking and care. That, that may have been what I hated most, Weed. I would think so. I wouldn't like taking care of the pigs on both ends either. <laughs> My ex <exactly laughs> would not be up. No. I, no, I got, a, got a question for you. I found, I, I just want to say, Cliff, and I mean, uh, Max, in all honesty here. We've had Isn't a, that something, Cliff? He confused us. <laughs> I know. It's, I'm honored. <laughs> We've had a ton of folks calling in and texting in the last couple, three days, even this morning, wanting to hear from you this morning on this program. Kind of stunning. And I found out that you were on the TV show Jag. Is that true? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. No, no, no. I was on NCIS. 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 Mm -hmm. When was that? Very first season, 10th episode. Wow. It ran, the, it ran the night of uh, January 6th, 2004, <laughs> I think. No, no, it didn't put the girls through college. I'll tell you that. And, and, and it was off camera. They picked up a cut of our television farm show. And I was hosting back then. It was the old U.S. Farm Report before we sold it. About a year before we sold it. And we ran on KTLA in Los Angeles, among the other stations, and I guess that's where they picked up the cut. But right at the beginning of that episode, the, the title of that episode is Left for Dead. And Mark Harmon gets this call. He's falling asleep under his boat. And the guy says, ah, I can tell you fell asleep working on your boat. Mark says, how do you know? Gibbs says, how do you know? And he says, I can hear the farm program in the background. Then you hear me, and soybeans this week went up 20 cents a bushel, blah, 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 blah. So that's where it is. That's my claim to fame. Runs, you know, I get two or three calls a year from people. You know, Max, you're the second Owensvillian that I know has made it into either a TV show or a movie. Billy Johnson being the other one. Oh, well, Bill, yes, absolutely. Well, he's talented, so he, he would deserve. What was he in? He was in Goodfellas. Really? Yes, the uh, mafia kingpin that gets arrested. Billy is the guy that arrests him in that show. Is that right? That's exactly right. I was told that, <laughs> yeah, and I looked it up, and it's true. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that? that that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. I worked impressive. with a guy at, at WGN who always wanted to be an extra, and, and he would take time off from his work at the station. He was not on air. He worked back in sales, and he had this suitcase loaded with shirts and hats and sock caps and sweaters. And he would go to movie shoots and get gigs as an extra. He was in, uh, oh, Fugitive. He was in uh, Groundhog Day, a whole bunch of them. You see Michael popping up. His name was Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, and and uh, he has since passed about two or three years ago. But he loved doing this very quiet, shy, unassuming character who would show up at these movie shoots and get bit parts in them. Well, I think that's what Bill did, too. Pretty impressive. Well, Max. Would you, do, we'd, would you do that? I mean, if they're coming back to reshoot League of Their Own or something? In a heartbeat, <laughs> I would do that. This face needs to be on TV and in the movies, I think, Max. 
I really yeah, do. Exactly. <clears throat> well, Max, before we get out of here, Cliff, do you have anything you'd like to ask Max? Well, um, I, I did have one question that I wanted to ask Max before, you know, we let him go. Are you ready? <laughs> you, are you asking me if I'm ready? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't yeah. ready to go on with you a few minutes ago. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I can't remember. <laughs> oh, no, wait, here it is. That's professional. Yeah, that's right. How would you dance if you just crapped your pants? <laughs> well, that was profound. <laughs> you know... Just for that, I'm going to leave you with a take it to the bank. Oh, oh no. Okay. No. Oh, no. Please yeah. do. You, you, you guys have begged me for months to give you a take it to the bank. No, yeah. he has. I really don't oh. care. <laughs> well, let's hear do it, Do you know what the most stolen food is? Bananas. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those are hard to hide. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, what is the most stolen food item, Max? I learned this when I was on the board of the Dairy Council of Wisconsin uh, for a few years. And I, I guess it is still true. The most stolen food is cheese. Cheese. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, every now and then you would hear of a semi-truck load of cheese being hijacked somewhere, just disappearing. And I thought the estimate was that 4% of all cheese... Is stolen. <laughs> you can take it to the bank. Well, <laughs> oh, could you say that again, Max? You can take it to the bank. Cliff, you want to be quiet for just a moment? Okay. You can take it to the bank, Weed oh. and Cliff. Oh, that's beautiful, Max. Thank oh, you so much goodness. for coming on this morning. Somebody Max. get out a knife so we can just cut this cheese and move on. Max, thanks for coming on this morning. I appreciate you doing that, and you have a wonderful day. It okay? wasn't a showstopper, but it sure slowed it down. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we bid adieu, Max. We'll talk to you later, okay? So long, guys. Oh, my. Cliff, you're disgusting. Cliff, you are my official hero now, and I think the number one morning roadshow phrase of the day has to be, it may not have stopped the show, but it sure slowed it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the official. <laughs> Was there anything said today, Cliff? Yeah, mor morning roadshow phrases of a day start with number three. I have vacuumed the show. I have vacuumed while the show was in. I may have to vacuum the show and we get <laughs> I have vacuumed while the show was in progress. Number two, helping out with his pigs on both ends. <laughs> and in fact, the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, it wasn't a showstopper, but it sure did slow it down. <laughs> Other than your, you know, question, I think it went pretty well today. You didn't like that? It was awkward. Let's just say that. It was awkward. <laughs> there was a pause after I asked the question. Yeah. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.